Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action rolling along here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. The gang is all here. Happy to be with you here on the final Wednesday of February. A week from today is March. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy already that we've steamrolled through February. But hey, when the Super Bowl is basically on Valentine's Day, February goes quickly, <laughs> with it being only a 28-day month. Uh, Kelly, I'll I'll tell you this: the least shocking development of the night is that I have a bunch of halftime plays. Yep. Least shocking development of all. Uh, I made four, I, Wes. I made four during the break. So uh, we're going to lay seven and a half live with Davidson on the road at Duquesne. Now, look, I don't really love laying that many points in-game on the road mm-hmm. in conference play. Duquesne is terrible. And Davidson, in that first half, defensively was a sieve. The Duquesne Dukes shot over 55% from the field and over 55% from three in that first half. So we're going to take Davidson Lane the seven and a half. Drake Valpo, I like the pace of that game. We'll go over in the second half there. LaSalle and Fordham. LaSalle shot under 20% from the field. Some positive regression there. Fordham shot under 35% from the field. So we'll take over 111 and a half there. And then Texas, who's trailing by seven at halftime. They're minus nine halftime line, so minus two for the game. TCU shot over 60% in the first half. So we're going to bet on some regression there from the Horned Frogs. And we'll take Texas minus the two there. Yeah, I I made a couple total ones as you were just talking there. And I went with the over 72 and a half Rutgers and Michigan. That would make it adjusted basically 134 and a half, kind of near it where it was pre-flop. And then BC and NC State, by the way, that halftime score is 33 to 31. Under 73 for the second half. It closed 138, so it's basically one point lower than where it closed for the full game. Kelly, what else do we have going on right now? Yeah, let's go through some updates over in college basketball and the NHL. Start over in college with the games going on right now. We've got St. John's up on Creighton, 69 to 67, 8:45 left in that game. Uh, St. John's two and a half point live favorite, 175 and a half the live total. Duke with a five point lead over Virginia, 30 to 25 at the half. Uh, Duke seven and a half live and one twenty three and a half the live total. Xavier and Providence all tied up at thirty six. Boys, you know, do your heads up on that game. Uh, we got entertaining second half on the desk here coming. Uh, TCU with a five point lead over Texas at the half, thirty five to thirty. Texas still a two and a half point live favorite, one thirty two and a half the live total. Davidson with that 
lead over Duquesne, 42 to 33. Davidson, 11 and a half live, 136 and a half the live total. West Virginia, 41. Iowa State, 31 at the half. West Virginia, five and a half live and 142 and a half the live total. Notre Dame up on Syracuse, 42 to 38 at the half. Notre Dame, six and a half point live favorites, 158 and a half the live total. Let's see anything else big here going on. No, let's go over to the ice. NHL, Oilers, Lightning, 0-0, 12 minutes left in the first period. Lightning's minus 205 on the live money line. Oilers plus 155.5, the live total. Juice to the under. Avalanche with a 2-0 lead over the Red Wings, five minutes left in the first period. Red Wings plus 650 for the game if you wanted to hop in. Seven, your live total. Canadiens keep it rolling. They're up 1-0 on the Sabres, Jeff, in the first period. Seven minutes still left there. And the Jets with a one left in lead over the Stars. Eight minutes left in the first period. Jets minus 170. Stars plus 130 live. Five and a half the live total. The Montreal Canadiens run, which can solely be put on Kelly Bidlin telling us right. to bet the Canadiens on Monday night, West against the Maple Leafs. And, of course, the Canadiens steamrolled mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Leafs on Monday night. So any win going forward for the Canadiens is uh, fully on Kelly Bidlin's confidence in them. So there we go. It's a rivalry game. It was a big number. You know, you got to play that number in a rivalry game, Jeff, every time. 100%. All right. We're heading, we're heading to golf now. We, uh, Wes, uh, as, you, uh, as your co-host Brady Cannon told me this morning on a numbers game, we're renaming the swing out west is now the West Coast swing, not the West Coast oh, swing. I like it. Or so, I uh, wish we were staying out there. I like not going that, to Jeff. The I like that. So uh, Brady Cannon gets the credit for that one uh, there. So we uh, we're, we're going we're going east. We're into Florida now, which Kelly Bidlin said earlier. Uh, there had no water last week. A ton of water this week over at PGA National West. The Honda Classic. We can look at the odds board real quick before we get the the nuts and bolts of this tournament. Sun JM, who has the second high, the second best scoring average in Florida over the last 20 years, only behind that guy named Tiger Woods, who was pretty good last time mm -hmm. I checked, is your favorite here at 10 to 1 at DraftKings. Tommy Fleetwood, 14 to 1. Louis Oosthuizen, 16 to 1. Daniel Berger, who's been battling injury, 16 to 1. Billy Horschel, Brooks Kepka, and your winner last week, Joaquin Neiman, are the only other guys short of 20 to 1. They're all 18 to 1. Wes, what are we looking at this week at PGA National yeah, and in you Florida? And you mentioned Sunjay. He did win this event, of course, in 2020 at 35 to 1, 6 under par. And when you see those low scores, usually these scores are not going to be in the teens. More often than not, they've been in the single digits. Of course, if the wind doesn't blow, then you get what you got last year, which was Matt Jones winning at 12 under par, shooting 61 on day one and still managing to hang on there at the Honda Classic. And you mentioned this PGA National down in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Not quite a deep field because, of course, it runs before Bay Hill next week and then the Players' Championship. So a lot of the top guys taken off this week. You had all the top 10 at the Genesis last week you don't have any of them this week so uh, looking at this course basically this was uh, the old Jackie Gleason in Burry classic back in the 1970s Jack Nicholas's wife of course is the main charitable beneficiary the Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundation so this is a Jack Nicholas
Douglas redesign here at PGA National. And 71-25, par 70, Bermuda greens, water and play on 15 of the 18 holes. A lot of testy bunkers. The rough is not very, you know, penal, but it can be difficult if you miss too many fairways. It is susceptible to wind, so if the wind blows, you're going to see balls get pushed in the water. PGA National over the last three years, by the way, has the most water balls of any course on the PGA Tour. This actually has the toughest scoring average of any tournament outside of the non-majors on the PGA Tour. Pretty narrow fairways, 12th narrowest on tour, about 29 and a half feet on average. Greens are about 12 on the stint meter. So this has played very difficult over the years. Of course, the notable stretch of holes is the bear trap, which is 15 through 17, average of about 0.64 over par. But five, six, and seven, we would they not name the bear trap, but they just eat you alive too. Yep. 0.638, really the same as the bear trap. So you look at those difficult hmm. three-hole stretches on tour. Uh, water's going to loom on the bear trap. Of course, two to 175-yard par three is that tight dog leg par four, just over 430 yards. So tough to really find a direct correlated course this week, guys, but I looked at concession, which had the workday event, the WGC event last year. It's a Nicholas design. Quail Hollow is a Tom Fazio design. Wiley, another par 70, multiple winners, by the way, of not only the Honda Classic, but the Sony Open. So I found four guys in recent years that won on both tracks, including Justin Thomas, Mark Wilson, Ernie Els, to name three. But just looking at this, uh, what I basically looked at in terms of like stats, I looked at approach, which I do really pretty much every single week. But I also mixed in a little stroke gain ball striking because I wanted to get something off the tee that wasn't like pure driving distance or pure strokes gained off the tee. So when I say strokes gained ball striking, that is combining approach with strokes gained off the tee. So I felt I had to have something in there for that. Strokes gained par four, obviously 12 par fours out of 18 on this course. Bogey avoidance and scrambling gain kind of like crossover. You'll see a lot of the same names if you went through the stat models this week. And that's what I did. So you don't want to measure them both too much. Strokes gained total in difficult conditions. If the wind blows, obviously, this is going to be a high score that wins this thing. You're going to win this at like eight under par on Sunday or something like that. And then, of course, now that we're in Florida, strokes gain Bermuda putting for me. Yeah, as far as uh, what I looked at for this tournament, I, I, luckily this is a tournament I've covered. I covered for eight straight years, so there's a lot of familiarity with this course for me. Wes, the problem is, like you just said, it's one of the hardest courses on tour, mm -hmm. so it's really hard to handicap. It's never going to be an easy, easy tournament to handicap. You'll see a lot of big names that things spiral out of control quickly, right? You hit a couple balls in the water and you drop a few strokes here. It could ruin your whole tournament. So you will, you're going to see some big names miss the cut. Likely you're going to see some random guys that are at the top page of the leaderboard. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really about, you know, getting it in the fairway, getting it on the green, avoiding the penalty areas, uh, and trying to play clean golf and, and some creative golf. If you're dealing with windy conditions, it's, it, it's amazing in that part of Florida because you can go around, you can go around coastal Florida and often feel like it's not that windy. Right. And then you get into an area that's a golf course and there's no buildings around, there's not many trees. And you, I've sat out there year after year and it's like, wow, it's really windy out here. Why is it so windy? You, you don't think you would realize it. Um, but as far as, yes, yeah, stats that I looked at was really wanted to, I, I looked at a lot of stuff off the tee, actually, Wes, and really more for those, the good drives and fairways mm -hmm. gain. What guys yeah. that are going to keep it clean, either in the fairway or 
very close to it, like you said. If you're in the rough, it can't be, It might not be that bad, but you don't want to be way off the fairway, or else you're going to be dealing with trees, you're going to be dealing with water, you're going to be dr- dealing with some, with some swampy muck that you're going to have to hit out of. You don't want to deal with that. Uh, strokes gained approach matters here as much as any tournament you're going to see on tour, so I factored that in heavily as well as some different proximity ranges. Par 70, which means there's more, a higher percentage of par fours mm-hmm. than you're going to get on almost any other tournament. So strokes gain par four I looked at heavily. Um, scrambling around the green, bogey avoidance like you talked about, I locked into the model as well. Uh, we will, uh, Wes and I will go over who we actually landed on for bets when we get back because we're running out of time here. Look, look at Kelly Bidlin with the tees. I don't even have to add anything to that. There you go. So we'll see who- we are working with a highly trained broadcast specialist yes, here. I, hey, look, one of the best producers there is anywhere. Kelly Bidlin with the perfect tees there. Kelly and Wes, their plays on the Honda Classic. Oh, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have our weekly draft of the best that we like in DraftKings odds for the Honda, Honda Classic. That's coming up next. Primetime action rolls on. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action rolling along here on a Wednesday night. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. The gang is all here we're talking Honda Classic, and uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to kick it uh, right to uh, Mr. Bidlin here right out of the gate. Yeah, so as far as the guys that I bet this week, Wes, I think another thing we should mention is this is the area in the country where there are more more of these guys that play on tour that live right here than of, anywhere else yeah, in the country. Yeah, because I mentioned that in my point spread weekly column, too, is that Jupiter, Florida, just about 15 minutes or 15 miles north of this course. So uh, I noticed looking at the graphic that's about to come up on your screen. Some Jupiter boys yes, here that's on the board. That's right. So, and there's one. So, almost, my my point with that is almost all of these guys have experience with this course, just living in the area. They've all played it. They've all played it a bunch. But there's a difference between the Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler's guys that live in this area that have mm-hmm. played it before, and guys like Daniel Berger and Brooks Kepka and even his little brother Chase Kepka that grew up 15 minutes away from this course and have played it thousands of times in their life. So I blindly bet Berger and the Kepkas every year at this course. 
maybe not the right thing to do always, but this is I, the amount of experience that these guys have on this course is something I don't think you can look away from. So Berger dealing with a back issue, he did come up in my models. Uh, on average, he was the top one in every – my 12 round, my 24, mm-hmm. and my 36 round, Wes. So I really like him this week. 16-1 to 1 is not a number I'd normally want to run to bet on him. But I did bet him I, – but I did bet a small outright on him. I didn't go too big because he is still dealing with that back issue as we've seen. So I don't want to spread out a ton of different bets on a guy that it might end up being a, a, a WD. So – I went light on the outright West. My plan is if he's a little bit behind in tournament after round one, maybe after round two, right. d- dip back in live on him. So that's where I went first on the outright board. Louis Ustazen is a guy who came up very highly in the models as well. He's my one and done pick this week. I would say but right after, if Berger, was, if Berger was, was fully healthy, he'd be my top pick. Considering I have to question that a little bit, Louie really is my top pick this week. 22-1, to 1, I got him at. Brooks, I played at 22-1. to 1. Keith Mitchell, I know you're on as well, came up there very highly in my models. 35-1. to 1. Gary Woodland has played very well at this tournament before. He's a guy that had won me too much money in the past. I will keep keep betting on him for to return at some point this year and show us some of those uh, signs of life that we saw from Gary in years past. Ryan Armour, a guy who, uh, he was top 15 in every model I ran west. So 260 to 1. Yeah, I took a little piece of that and then played him in the top 40s uh, market. Top four, uh, top 20 market, Louis Kepka and Keith Mitchell, Brooks Kepka, that is, because in the top 40 market, I did play his little brother, Chase, mm-hmm. who has not had much success when he has played in PGA Tour events. But again, this kid knows this course about as well as anybody out there. So I'll play a little bit of plus 490 on a top 40 on Chase Kepka. Wes, what do you got this week? Yeah, uh, and those, by the way, all make a lot of sense here. I uh, I skirted the Jupiter guys. I might be making a mistake, by the way, in doing that. So uh, my shortest guy, Billy Horschel, Sun JM was number one, basically, in the model and I think that's why he's a favorite but I want to wait on Sunjay Mr. Florida here to see if you know maybe he starts a little slow and I can get him live I just didn't want to take him at like 12 or 13 to 1 somewhere around there because I think that this course is so difficult this is so wide open now Sunjay is somebody I'm going to bet on this Florida swing I'll probably bet him at Bay Hill next week or maybe at the Players Championship or perhaps even the Valspar but my shortest guy 22 to 1 Billy Horschel Bermuda Billy by the way got inside the winner circle twice uh, in 2021 for the first time in four years. He's won seven times on the main tour. His last win actually was on the DP World Tour last fall where he won that BMW PGA over at Wentworth in England. Six of those seven victories, by the way, come off a top 11 or better finish in his previous start. T6 last time out at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Was T2 last year at the concession. Correlated course this week. Also, I'm going to use him as my narrative street play as well because last summer, he and Mark Fulcher, otherwise known as Fooch, famous caddy on the PGA Tour, finally teamed up. Fooch was with Justin Rose for many years, most recently with Francesco Molinari. But Fooch was on the bag for Rose's really good run here at the Honda when he was third in 2010, fifth in 2012, fourth in 2013. So, Perhaps some local course knowledge here. So Billy Horschel, 22 to 1. Keith Mitchell, 35 to 1. I actually hit him a couple of years ago when he held off Brooks Kepka and Ricky Fowler. Now, he doesn't really have great form. And you'll find a lot of guys, they have kind of erratic form. They've got a couple really high finishes, and then they got a miscut or something like that mixed in. But... 
this is a guy that popped on a lot of the models. Ball striking, the par fours, the bogey avoidance, scrambling gain. Uh, top 12 and four of his last five tarts, including a T7 at the Sony at Wileye. And I think that's going to have some correlation. I played a couple guys that played very well in Hawaii. I think that that's going to matter here this week. Johnny Vegas, 50 to one, came close to getting in the winner's circle for the first time since 2017 on three occasions last year, but ended up runner up or a T2 in all three. Pretty solid week, even though the finish was 55th at the Genesis. He was 14th on approach, 20th on T to green. He's got a fourth here back in 2017, has made five straight cuts in this event. And by the way, does have an affinity for Jack Nicholas designs, won twice up at Glen Abbey for the RBC Canadian Open and also at PGA West. Denny McCarthy, 55 to 1, top 15 and five of the last seven PGA Tour events dating back to November. Pretty average ball striker if you've watched McCarthy, but he's not average with the short game. He's got one of the best on the PGA Tour. So I think that that could matter. He was T3 last year, by the way, best ever finish on the PGA Tour. Christian Bezay. Hoots, 60 to 1, also one of the best putters in the world, and ranks number one strokes gained putting Bermuda last 24 rounds. Irons have actually been good lately. Six on approach the last 24. Has a pretty good short-term record here in Florida as well. Russell Knox, I probably should have bet him to finish 33rd, but he probably would have been even money because he's finished 33rd each of the last three weeks on How the PGA Tour. That? 70 to 1, though. Uh, he's got a couple good finishes here, 2014 and 2015, second and third. He has missed the cut here on four of his last five appearances, but if you look at the model stats, uh, second on approach, second on ball striking over the last 24 rounds, I think he goes well in a weaker field. And then my well, long well, shot. I was just telling the guys downstairs, it was talking about Russell Knox, I was like, I didn't even really realize it last night when I was looking at him. Yeah, he finished top six in every model that I ran, but the problem is, it is it is the tournament yeah. history, but I think I'm still going to I think I'm going to end up adding him tonight, maybe in a top 20 or top 40 market is where I'll look to bet him. Yeah, yeah, he made total sense. Now, he's been kind of a disappointment with his finishes lately. Long bomb is Adam Svensson, uh, 125 to 1. Won twice on the KFT, the Corn Ferry, uh, last season. The Canadian kid played his golf at Barry University down in Miami, and he actually is a Palm Beach Gardens local resident. So familiar with this course, even though he's only played this event only once. Seventh at the Sony earlier this season, and that's what I was talking about with a couple of the guys earlier. That has a very good correlation with the Honda Classic. The two matchups I played, uh, Johnny Vegas minus 140 over Mito Pereira, Alex Norin minus 130 over the defending champion Matt Jones. Those are those are the plays for Kelly and Wes uh, this week at the Honda Classic. We're gonna we're gonna hold off on the draft. I don't want to I don't want to rush through the draft here. So we're gonna get the draft in the next segment. So Kelly, uh, what what do we have going on right now, scores wise? Yeah, let's look at those over in the uh, NHL. We'll start there. Lightning with a two one lead over the Oilers at the first intermission. Lightning minus four seventy five live Oilers plus three ten seven and a half your live total in that game. Uh, then we got the Avalanche up 2 to nothing on the Red Wings. That game's still in the first intermission. Red Wings 7-1 to one live if you wanted to hop in. 6.5, your live total. Canadians up on the Sabres. 1-0 to nothing in the first intermission. Canadians minus 230 live. Sabres plus 170. Live total set at 5, juiced to the over. Jets lead the Stars 1 to nothing in the first intermission. Jets minus 200 live. Stars plus 150. Five, your live total. Juiced to the over. Over in college basketball. 
if I can load here. There we go. Uh, Creighton with a one-point lead over St. John, 77 to 76, 115 left in the game. Let's see. We've got Duke with a five-point lead over Virginia, 42 to 37. Duke a six and a half-point live favorite right now, 122 and a half the live total. 12 minutes left in the game. They just went to the under 12 timeout. Uh, let's see, Xavier with a one-point lead over Providence, 44-43. to 43. 15 minutes left in the game there. We have Providence as a minus-120 favorite on the money line. Xavier minus-115, 143 and a half, your live total. TCU still up on Texas, 44-38. to 38. 15 minutes left in that game. TCU moves to the live betting favorite, three and a half. They're laying in 134 and a half is the total. Davidson still with a big lead. They're up 57 to 44. Uh, 13 and a half point live favorites, 131 and a half the live total in that game. West Virginia up on Iowa State, 50 to 40. 15 minutes left in that game. West Virginia, six and a half point live favorites, 146 and a half the live total. Notre Dame up on Syracuse, 50, 58 to 47. 12 minutes remain, remaining in that game. Notre Dame, 11 and a half and 151 and a half, Jeff. There are a lot of college basketball games that started at 7 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, That's my 40, biggest takeaway. 43 of them, by the way, <laughs> if you include that extra board. So, uh, you know, good luck putting all these second-half lines, man. They come fast and furious here. Well, not only that, this is the last full week of regular season college basketball. Mm -hmm. The smaller conference tournaments yep. start next week. Our Honda Classic Draft coming your way next on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin. We're all here, and now it's really what I think everyone's been waiting for, right, Kelly? All of our listeners waiting with bated breath for the Honda Classic draft. Yeah, our exciting weekly draft here. The loser has to buy the crew pizza. Think, you know, budget. you know that's fine. If I lose, that means I get pizza out of the that's deal. That's right. There you go. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Kelly, you're, you you have honors. You get to go first. All right. I'm going to start us off with a Keith Mitchell top 20 at plus 150. Wes? Very good. Uh, I am going to go with a matchup first. I'm going to go Denny McCarthy minus $1.20 over Lee Westwood. All right. I uh, Again, this is... This is a very rare occurrence, me with golf-related things on a, on a network. But I am going to go with first, I'm going to go with Alex Noren, top 20, plus 150. That's what I'm going to go with. All right, let's do a Brooks Kepka top 20, at plus 110. Okay, plus. another top 20 here for me, but this time it'll be Johnny Vegas, plus 150. Kelly, you're going to like this one. I'm going to go Mackenzie Hughes, low Canadian. Oh, good job. Plus well 210. Oh, man, we're going to be conflicting Hughes. at some point here. In this I, oh, there we go. I was uh, wondering if you were going to steal mine. So I'm going to get this one out of the way. Louis Ustase in top South African, top uh, plus 120. There we go. <laughs> I got conflicts with both of you. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bezadenhut, low South African, plus 330. There you go. Okay. 
Okay, you know what? Because you did that, I'm going to take a different Bezadenhut prop here. We'll take Bezadenhut top 20 plus 190. What's funny about that, Wes, is we did this last week, and uh, who were you and Matt on for top Australian? And then uh, Adam Scott ended yeah. up winning that one. Yeah, of course. So it, it could happen. It could happen. I think we had Mark Leishman. If yeah, I Ma- yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was Leishman and uh, Cameron Smith mm-hmm. between the two of you. Mm-hmm. All right, Russell Knox, even money, top 40. By the way, you can go down to minus 120. I probably should have told Jim. I know. I was like, is he even money to finish 33rd or 133 <laughs> to finish 33rd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Aaron Rye, top 20, plus 330. Well, he popped in my model, too. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go C- CT Pan, top 20, plus 280 here. All right. And my bomb play will be Chase Kepka, plus 350, top 40. Okay, uh, and I'm going to go with one because there's been one in three of the last eight years, and I know you don't get great value hardly ever on it. Will there be a playoff? Yes, plus 250. Oh, look at that. I guess this is the last pick of the whole draft, isn't it? Yeah, last pick. I like that one by West. That's a good prop this week. I mean, it's a lo- you know you're going to get lower scores than normal, which just means there's a better chance for a playoff than if you had a higher scoring course. In uh, in probably what is the the least sexy pick ever in this draft, I'm going to take Brendan Steele top forty plus one fifty. Brendan guys. Man of Steel. Yes. Here's a trivia question for you. You guys probably won't know it. What famous soap actor is Brendan Steele's oh uncle? Who's the most famous soap actor you know? Probably no. Yeah, I cannot the name There's one. no one for me. Uh, no, the, my 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 uh, actually. If we're going correctly, George Clooney even, didn't he do soaps? It's he not, did. It's not even a real Nailed one it. for me. It'd be Joey Tribbiani, who's not even a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Drake Ramore yeah, from Days of Our go. Lives. Uh, the answer: Brendan Steele's uncle is one Anthony Geary. You might remember him as Luke Spencer from General Hospital of the famous Luke and Laura super couple. This is why we. We have now get back to our regularly <laughs> this scheduled is why we have programming. Here, people. That uh, again, we we've had a, a bunch of great. Uh, if you had over a half a mention on blank tonight, that might be the best of all. But plus uh, plus five thousand on the nah, on like, the soap opera. No, but it's only like even money if Wes Reynolds is going to give out some <laughs> random, extremely interesting fact on mm-hmm. a golfer this week. Oh man! No, I mean, if someone could come up with a better trivia question on Brendan Steele, I want to know it right now at Kelly Bid. Is my Twitter handle? Please tweet. There we go. That, that's see, so yeah, you know what? The 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 least interesting pick that I possibly could have made turned into an interesting fact, Kelly. It's good. Good job, Jeff. Good that's job. Good. I, a happy accident indeed. At the end there. Uh, no, you led it all the way. You knew it. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, all the way through. Uh, so, uh, Kelly, uh, who who's the favorite there uh, in this draft? Who's the favorite? Oh, you are, man. Of course. Oh, okay. There we go. You're filling in. So the filling's always the favorite. The filling, the filling is usually usually who wins this thing. Apparently, so uh, there we go. That's uh, that's our uh, Honda Classic draft. Of course, Kelly and Wes all their plays uh, in the last segment. Uh, go check out uh, go check out long shots for Wes and Brady. Yeah, all yeah, of their absolutely. plays. And and all all in PSW. And then of course you get the daily newsletter. So you get my plays and Brady's plays and Matt Humans and whoever else wants to give out golf plays. I know our buddy Jeff Seeley goes on follow the money on a weekly basis on Wednesday. So he gives out stuff from his model. So a lot of guys betting golf here. People are getting I was hearing from guys from the network, man. They're like, hey, who you on this week? Because they're <laughs> starting to get into it. Cause like uh, I was on Scott Seidenberg's show last week 
and he's like, man, I won a future. I, I followed you guys on Scotty Scheffler, so I'm like, I think I'm going to win every week. I'm like, you don't know the pain. Yeah. You, you have no idea what you're getting into, sir. You are going to get pain. That thing that happened to you on Zalatoris a couple weeks ago, that's going to happen several times yeah. a year, so get used to it. Yeah, I've already got three runner-ups this year, so the, di- the difference between my runner-ups and outright wins is very, very small margins, and uh the uh, Wes and I were cracking up about it on a break because it you get you get a couple outrights maybe in a row or in a three week span. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you get texts from people you haven't heard from in a while. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> what are you oh, on yeah. this week? What are you on this week? It's golf betting. Like you know how hard it is to. I, Wes has hit three straight outrights. That's incredible. The odds of him sustaining that sort of pace, right? It's zero percent chance. It's a zero percent chance. So we're going to open up on our cellular phones at PGATour.com and see if we got a bunch of early wave guys, and then they're all like three or four over par, and I'm like, see ya on the Bay Hill, (laughs) like Belichick. We're on the Bay Hill. Oh man. I do like that. The sustainability rate, 0.0 in all likelihood. But yes, hey, look, the I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he, I'm hoping I he, hope, I hope it's yeah. four for four. I mean, I, specifically yeah. Keith Mitchell, I hope he's four for four, but yeah, it's because uh, then, then like when you don't hit, of course, you're going to hear from the people on Twitter, like, Oh, I thought this guy was supposed to be good at golf, man. And they're going to tweet at their buddy that said, Hey, follow this guy. And then they're going to tweet at you. I was like, what do, you, what do you want from me? The better part is I'm going to start that this week, too. You're, you're not if, allowed to ever lose a golf outright ever again. Jeff, no, if he, if he doesn't win this week, I'm going to be, like, tweeting him from burner yeah. accounts and stuff. What a bum! Yes. Yes. <laughs> B- belly Midland there on the tweet, That's actually, right. mm-hmm. uh, for, mm-hmm. for that. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to some NBA here real quick, uh, and we can continue this on the uh, flip side because Kelly Midland every once in a while, and, and not every once in a while, really every show – Comes up with one segment where it's things that make you go, hmm. And CNC Music Factory, there, there 1990. We, there we go. And Kelly Bidlin found the uh, on DraftKings the odds to be the number two seed in each conference. The Western Conference is a little less complex mm-hmm. than the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference is just, as we've discussed earlier in the, the week, we talked about who, odds to get the one seed where – Kelly and I were simpatico on we think Miami's going to get the one seed, but we don't want to lay a price like we have to at DraftKings right now. The Sixers and the Bulls to get the two seed in the Eastern Conference are plus 250 apiece. Miami currently the one seed tied with the Bulls at plus 275. The Bucks at plus 350. Cleveland at plus 550. Everyone else on that board uh, 16 to 1 or longer. West, this is a very... It's hard enough to handicap the one seed race. Mm-hmm. This is a very difficult handicap here for number two. Yeah, what jumped out to me at first, I was thinking about the Bucks, but then I look and we looked at the schedule strength when we were talking about who's going to make or miss the playoffs in the East. Number one schedule strength remaining in the NBA is the Milwaukee Bucks, 554. So you've got to play Phoenix again. You got to play Golden State again. You got to play Memphis. That's the two top three teams and or the top three teams in the West. You got three games with the Bulls. You got a game with the Jazz. You got a game with Miami. So I was not going to go with the Bucks here. I'd probably be on the chalk because I think Cleveland's going to regress. If I was going a long shot, I think maybe Boston is, would be one I could look at at 16 to 1. Now, that's a lot of teams they got to jump, but they won nine in a row before they lost to Detroit as double digit favorites right here last Wednesday night. However, I don't really count that against them because I was like, okay, it's, and that's why I bet Detroit because it's like last game for the All Star break. We don't get a vacation. We get a few days off. Some guys go to All Star weekend. 
weekend. Some guys go to Vegas or Miami or Hawaii, wherever they hang out, they go on vacation. So we didn't care. And Detroit is a team that we could just toy with and maybe beat, and they ended up not doing so. So Boston, from uh, that standpoint, because you look at the standings, they're only four and a half back right now. Yep. So maybe Boston at 16 to one. If I go chalk, I think it's going to be Philadelphia. If I were to go chalk, I would go Philly probably as well. Either Philly or Milwaukee. The problem is, as I've talked about all week, I'm just concerned about the mesh for Embiid and Harden in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Look, the Celtics, uh, if you're going, if you're betting this market, you probably want to take a shot on a long, long shot. Right. And Boston would be obviously the only one that would make any sense. Uh, and also, too, uh, we, we brought this up earlier in the week, 538 Raptor rankings has the Boston Celtics right now as the favorite to win the NBA championship. Now that's a little insane, but sabermetrically speaking, the Celtics grade out as the, either the second or first best team in the Eastern Conference at this mm-hmm. point, Wes. Yeah, absolutely. And I know our own John Bontop, who's going to join us later in this show, has been all over the Boston Celtics for Eastern Conference NBA title. So still maybe a little bit of value left with this team. We'll ask him later on. Updates on college hoops. A lot of games coming to their conclusion. That's next on Primetime Action. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more golf insight? Check out VEASAN's Long Shots podcast today. The complete PGA betting show with weekly insights and analysis for every tournament from Las Vegas experts, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds. Of course, Wes on the hot streak right now. Brady Cannon's been running Las Vegas golf websites and tournaments since 1996. Wes, of course, the jack of all trades here at VEASAN. Of course, you can download Long Shots today Get it at vsin.com slash podcast. Again, vsin's long shots on a hot streak right now. Get it right now, vsin.com slash podcast. And while you're there, you can catch every vsin show. By the way, Jeff Parles, did you just refer to me as an expert? Yes, that's I the, did. That's, that's, that's the old, uh, old uh, Chuckster line. Only God is an expert, Ernie. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 always, I, love, I love your Barkley. I love your Barkley. It just it just just good enough. 
which is all we need. I, it, I have a really, golf swing like Charles Barkley's, too, at times. It, it is really just just that, Jeff. You're right. It yeah. is just good enough. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we, we have very low standards here <laughs> at VEASAN for impersonations. Uh, so. Oh, uh, well, uh, let, let's, uh, let's dive back into these two-seed markets because I, I, we got to bring Kelly Bidlin in here because – I need to, A, A, at least see if Kelly Bidlin agrees. I actually like this market. Oh, well, well go ahead. Yeah, I actually, ahead. I actually like this one because you're, you're right, Jeff. We talked yesterday about the the one-seed markets. I like the Heat as the one-seed. I like the Bulls and the Cavs to regress, which means there's two teams left over that I think are probably in contention for the spot. If you were going to bet $100 on this, split it in half, I'll take 50 on the Sixers and 50 on the Bucks and call it a day. No problem with that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Uh, again, uh, we talked yesterday with with the one seed, and I said, "Oh, maybe you take a shot on Cleveland." I, I'm I'm not. I don't think I really want plus five fifty. I don't think I'm getting the proper the enough bang for the buck there on Cleveland. Yeah, I, there. yeah, I don't think so. Either. I think yeah. the the other one thing I wanted to bring up is we look at a lot of we'll, we'll mention strength of schedule with a lot of these things, and it's an important thing to look at. But like Wes, when you were kind of rattling off some of those games that the Bucks mm-hmm. having have left, the only thing I kept thinking of those you got to keep in mind with the top end teams, they're still going to be favorites right. in most of those games, and right? I, and I do think those Bucks games, by the way, against those West teams. I know a couple of them at least are at home because they've already went on the road and played Phoenix in the uh, NBA Finals revenge spot a few weeks ago. So they're going to get, I believe, Golden State, or not Golden State, but they're going to get Phoenix at home. They're going to get Utah at home as well. So that's another good play. Even if it was just on a neutral court, right, you'd have the Bucks being a favorite in a lot of those games. Switch mo- If the most majority of those games are at home, helps them out even more. I think it's you're going to hear strength of schedule brought up a lot on this show and the, over the next couple weeks, specifically with the NBA. But that's something to always keep in mind, too. How many of those games are away versus mm-hmm. home? How many of those yep. games, are, games are against teams that maybe are 500 teams, but you know are in full tank mode? You know, it's it's something you got to you know dive into a little deeper, that's for sure. No, absolutely. And then let's, let's go to the Western Conference here for the two seeds. West, this is very simple. Golden State is a $2 favorite here. No shock. Grizzlies plus 180. Phoenix. At 7-1, no one else is worth betting in this market after those top three. The question comes down to, do you think Golden State catches the Suns? That's really what this whole handicap will come down to me. I'm in the camp that they will not be able to catch Phoenix. Yeah, I, I, I think, look, these odds, I think the West is a little bit more cut and dry, clearly, than the East. Uh I think Denver obviously is too far back to get the two seed. Now, Denver is the team. I think we've all kind of pinpointed that even though you look at some of their metrics, like their shot quality numbers are not very good, but keep in mind, they've been playing without Jamal Murray. They've been playing without Michael Porter jr. So this is a team that I think is going to get into that top four, but I think to get a two seed or even a three seed, it's, it's going to be one of those three in order right now. I mean, I think they're, I, I think the, I think the Jazz have a better chance of catching the Warriors than the Warriors have of catching the Suns. Mm-hmm. Oh, so mm-hmm. I'll put it. Th- I'll put it. Th- I'm not no, saying. I agree with that. I'm not saying I'm running to bet this, but I think that I think that's reality. So I'm I'm not looking at really the Suns. The Jazz might be it, the interesting long shot here, but it's really more of a matchup bet, right? Right of Golden State Warriors versus the Grizzlies. So are you were were you know wi- willing to lay? 
$2 on the Warriors, you know, to get there. And, man, I don't think it's a bad number, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That is, you're going to get Draymond back here at some point. Wiseman's supposed to come back at some point. I guess we'll see on that one. But uh, I, this team should only get better. You'd like to see Steph find that consistency he had again at the beginning of the year. But, I, man, I, I think the Warriors are almost locked into that place right now. I, I, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. I, I don't necessarily agree on the Utah part. Uh, j- just something is not right in comparison to what we've seen the last few years. Obviously, the injury is the biggest thing there in Utah. Well, I think because of the defense, maybe the numbers we're not used to seeing from the Jazz over the years. However, they do lead the NBA in scoring. I know that kind of surprised me when I first discovered that because they always had that difficulty scoring in the fourth quarter, but they could get stops. You combine Gobert with Donovan Mitchell, even though they're not exactly the best of friends, they do function well on a basketball court more often than not. So I do think the Jazz, and I've seen their defensive numbers, get better and I know JVT once we get the season restarted again tomorrow night he always updates those you know those D rating and those O rating over like the last week or two weeks and non-garbage time minutes cleaning the glass is a good site that really monitors that and the Jazz defense has seemingly gotten a little bit better but it is down from their usual state. I mean it helps when you get I mean Gobert was out for what six weeks five six That'll weeks. That'll help your I defense mean, get worse. There yes. is no there yep. is no man in the NBA that matters more to a defense than Rudy Gobert's does the uh, Gobert does the Jazz's defense. Hundred percent, hundred percent. There, uh, total agreement with you there, Kelly. And like you said, now for a month, your defense will get worse when the possible yes. defensive player of the year yes. isn't on the floor. Uh, Les, let's get to the games that are starting at the top of the next hour in college hoops. Let's start. Uh, let's start in Minneapolis. Let, let's start at the barn first. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin at Minnesota. It's mostly Wisconsin laying five right now. Total 135. Yeah, I didn't really know what to do with this game. I thought the number was pretty right. I agree with our guest earlier, Matty Cox. Uh, you know, Wisconsin uh, was in the, uh, the the slap gate, if you will. Uh, Juwan Howard and, of course, uh, Joe Krabenhoff, the Wisconsin assistant, getting into that. But, look, Minnesota, I know Northwestern might be a little overvalued, but Minnesota was able to get away from them without Peyton Willis on the ball. Curry was sick as well. So he is going to be back in some capacity, uh, Peyton Willis. We mentioned he was practicing. And he was warming up earlier tonight. Uh, it was a very close meeting up in Madison. Wisconsin got a six-point win. These two teams are going to run like a lot of ball screens, basically. And, you know, you're, you're going to see a lot of similar action. Uh, guard uh, runs Davis at that action, basically. In Minnesota plays a lot of that 1-4 set and whatnot. So, I don't know how much Wisconsin can get away here. And that's why I thought five was an appropriate number. I, I'm... I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with Matt. I thought this number's spot on at five, mm-hmm. so no play at the barn for either of us. LSU at Kentucky. So the Kentucky starting lineup was legitimately announced 30 seconds ago, Wes. No Zavon Wheeler, no Ty Ty Washington. Neither in the starting five for the Wildcats. Mm-hmm. That number is now down to seven. Yeah. Yeah, you're starting to see the seven and a halves disappear. I think there were some eights out there. I think a draft game, seven minus a dollar twenty to be exact right now. And look, uh, this is a Kentucky team I'm very high on. I think that this is a team, and this is a team I bet in December in terms of future price at 16 to one. You can't really get that number now, but 
Kentucky's missed Ty Ty Washington a great deal. Wheeler a little bit more of a leader, but Ty Ty more of the dynamic guard. And you saw what they did to Tennessee when they had Ty Ty a few weeks ago where they put 107 points on Tennessee, which is one of the best defenses in the country. So small lean LSU here. It I, I would only bet LSU because what Kentucky did on Saturday where they were down 16 without Wheeler and Washington didn't matter. Came back, covered all numbers at mm-hmm. home against Alabama. I have a feeling that if they get behind against LSU, it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to make a comeback like they did yeah. against Alabama the other day. Yeah, because and really, Kentucky probably should have won down there in Baton Rouge. I got lucky being on LSU mm-hmm. because the shot quality said that Kentucky should have won, and Kentucky just wasn't their usual efficient self offensively. This is a team that can really shoot the basketball. Cal's teams the past couple of years have not really been able to do that. So uh, Kentucky, in terms of transition, by the way, was .82 points per possession. Usually, they are one in terms of uh, transition points per possession per shot quality. So they just didn't make those layups in transition last time. Wes, one more I want to sneak in because it's a game that you have interest in. Cincinnati at Central Florida. Uh, We're starting to actually see one and a halfs now. Mm -hmm. Mostly two still even a, a two and a half behind us, uh, Central Florida laying at home against the Bearcats. Yeah, I played three earlier in the day. This is one of those where Cincinnati loses to a team at home that is worse than the team that they're going on the road to face. They lost to Temple and really were never in the game. Now you go to UCF. Sometimes when you get one of those bad losses at home, I think the best thing to do is to go on the road and play UCF. UCF 16-9, but really hasn't gotten that signature win in the conference. Very lucky to get by East Carolina on Sunday, so I'm on the Bearcats. Our guy JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel for some NBA chatter. That's coming up, coming your way next as we roll on to the final hour of primetime action on Visa. Hey Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 